Welcome to Girl Power. We are the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies on a phenomenal journey to help you discover your power, passion, and purpose at the convergence of love, romance, and finance. I'm your host, Kisi Monique, along with my co-host, Kertisha, Cherie, and Christian. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for a half hour of girl power, empowered to be her. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. I'm your host, Kesey Monique, Affinity for Love wife coach, business coach for the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies, and serial entrepreneur. And I'm your co-host, Christian Ferguson, founder of Ferguson Financial, serial entrepreneur. And we are on week two of the day I met my Boaz. So I left off last week telling you about these these three uh, gentlemen who I dated and they were just not the right fit for me, basically. Ultimately, what I had to learn is that I had to own a portion of what happened to me. Now, it's always easy for us to be like, oh, my God, look what he did. You know, he did this to me. And those things are true. You know what I'm saying? They are true. This person did do these things. But at a point, you have to stop and say, okay, I have to own some of this because he couldn't do to me what I wouldn't allow. Amen. And you have to take ownership for ownership. What you yes, you yes. Have to take ownership. And what I found for your is, part. yes, what I found is a lot of people, men and women, they don't want to take ownership. What I found that why people don't want to take ownership is because they, I've heard them say things like, "But I love him," or for the gentleman, they say, "But I love her." You have to even own that because you love that person doesn't put that person in a spotlight to be obligated to love you back. However, if there's a marriage, there are requirements in that marriage. And I'm basing this on biblical principles because that's what I know. When I dated these three gentlemen, the last one Mr. Love Pistol is the one I kind of thought I would be able to really love. And in the beginning, you know, I thought to myself at a point, dang, I love him. Why is he doing this? Or, you know, but those were my feelings towards him. He did not share those same feelings. And what I also learned in my imminent healing once that situationship was dissolved, what I learned is he was being who he was all along. This was his M.O. And what was right. worse was his daughter was like, well, my dad will be back. I mean, he always shuffles his women in and out. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I love that word situationship. Situationship. That's, I love that word because that's exactly what it is. Yes, it was it's a, a situation <laughs> We did not have a relationship with and you can say relationship, but you have to know that you were in a relationship by yourself. Right. You know, that so word. the more proper term would be situationship because we were kind of in, but we wasn't. 
Right. And well, you were. But I was, was, yeah. I was more in than he was. When she said that to me, I was like, er? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Right. And it was like, she just so casually said it, like, <laughs> my dad will be back, girl, Like, please. it's an everyday thing. Yes. This happens all the time. Yes. And when I thought about it, and let me say this, because I did read his email, but I didn't go to his email with the intention of I'm looking through his email when I opened my laptop that he had logged into his email on. It opened up to one of the ladies who he had been shuffling over the years. And wow. his daughter confirmed that she was one of them before I had read the email and I was like, wow. So it was It was like, even though in that moment I couldn't see the blessing, but I was determined to find a blessing in that. I was like, okay, Lord, there has to be a silver lining here. You know, something good has to come out of this. Well, it did. I learned. Yeah, you got out. I got out. I learned that this is not what I want for my life. I also learned that it is perfectly okay to say no. It is perfectly okay. In fact, if Cherie were on this line right now, she would tell you what she told me. And she she has this thing and she knows because <laughs> she's a prophetess. So she knows that I cannot stand for people to come to me and say, God told me to tell you, but I receive it from her. Because I know when God has spoken to her on my behalf, I know he, it had to be nobody but him. She came to me back in 2010 and she said, cousin, I know you don't like for me to say this, but I'm just going to put it out there. You know, God told me to tell you, don't settle and don't compromise. And when I say those words still ring in my head to this day. Mm -hmm. As they should. And I apply it to every area. I'm like, you know, it wasn't just meeting my Boaz, but it was in friendships. And some were harder to let go of than others. But eventually I caught on when I needed to and I understood the assignment. You right. see, because sometimes, you know, the relationship has ran its course. You know, right. those words were so powerful. Do not settle and do not compromise. And it got to a point where every time I breathed, I was saying, do not settle, do not compromise. And I've, I'm that type of woman, when I get in a vehicle and drive, you know, I have tunnel vision. But guys have always made it their business to try to get my attention. When I got into that healing phase in my life, I didn't care who you were. I didn't care what you look like. If you didn't walk the walk that I was looking for and talk the talk that I was looking for, not just some old random jive, but I mean really talking what I needed and being able to back that thing up with some action. I wasn't trying to hear it. My tunnel vision stayed just that. And I mentioned the one gentleman I ended up going out with after me and Mr. Love Pistol, we were once we were dissolved. I went out on a on a date, two dates with this one guy, and man, when I tell you that thing couldn't even 
he couldn't place an order on a, a, a menu. I said, oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's when you go, okay, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah, that, that's a definite, like, oh, wait, wait. There's a flag. Flag on the plane. Flag on the plane. Right. And I was like, well, you know, he is a nice gentleman, but some for someone else. And I walked away from that. And so going through my healing phase, and I talked about last week how I went went through counseling and everything like that. And my counselor, she was amazing when she told me, you know, you don't read warning signs very well. And I was like, wait, what? And so I made it my business to read warning signs going forward. And what it is, it's a discerning spirit. And I knew that I lacked it. I just didn't know to what severity. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, my gosh. So I began to pray and ask God for discernment. And even now... I can walk into a room and it's almost like I could pick up the bull and it's like, Oh no, we ain't doing this. We are not doing this. So I walk into a room and I command the room. I command the room. I had, it's an art to it. I had to learn it. I had to learn it. And it's, it's, yeah, there definitely is an art to that. Yes. And I refused to be that one going into anything else and not knowing and not structuring where I wanted to be in this process and meeting meeting my husband it was such a joy it was it was truly a breath of fresh air I I will never forget our first conversation we literally stayed on the phone for like 10 hours and we covered a lot of ground. I was like, yeah, 10 hours? We covered a lot of ground. Like we laughed, we played oldies, we talked about places where we frequented, we crossed paths several times, but never seen each other. Hmm. That was the strange part. And so we began to really get to the meat of where we really were trying to go with this thing. I want to say I had surgery on my shoulder on November 3rd of that year. And by November 10th, we we were in a full relationship. So we started talking September, October, November. We were in a relationship. We had never seen each other in person. When I tell you, very non-traditional this was not what I was looking for, okay? But this is how it came to me. I'm not that one to say God brought him to me or God gave him to me. I will say that the Holy Spirit gave us a presentation of one another and we made a decision from there. Because there are a lot of, um, especially the older women in the church, no pun intended, to our mothers in the church, but... Uh, a lot of women in the church will tell you, oh, just wait on God to send you a man. And that's just not how it works. You have to remember faith without works is dead. And I'm not saying just go out there and look for a man and just, oh, I'm naming and claiming him as my husband. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you know you are, are a 
are if you know that you are damaged goods, get the help and healing you need. It starts there. It starts with you. Be very honest with yourself. Be very honest with the, with your counselor, your therapist, whoever you're going to see. Be very open and honest and own your part in everything that you talk about. It's like once you start doing that, you begin to draw a different type of people to you. You move out of the way those things that you don't want because if they don't look like the healing that you just went through, if they don't look like they belong on that side of the table, you're not going to deal with it. You ain't going to settle for it no more. So that's when you can start seeing clearly. And it's an ongoing process. It didn't just happen overnight. I will say this. I'm not the one that like to live in emotional pain. So I like to deal with stuff so I can move on. Amen. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm that way too. I like to deal with it and just move past it. It's like, okay, yes. let's, you know, let's talk about it. We come to whatever, you know, we can agree to disagree. Right. We don't have to come to an agreement. Right. We can agree to disagree and that's fine too. But at least let's talk about it and put our cards on the table. Mm-hmm. And then I know how to operate from here. Right. And that is genuinely what ended up happening. It was it was just like wow. I came to see him Black Friday of two thousand ten that weekend. And I'm usually that one I don't want to travel on no holiday weekends. I'm just I don't like the hustle and bustle and crowds of people like that all at once. And so I wanted to see him though and I made it my business and so he put some money in my account and um from there I came on down perfect gentleman didn't have when I say not one problem I felt like I felt like I was his queen that whole weekend when we got ready to depart I had to go back to the airport it was hard um we got to TSA and he kissed me and I was just like, man, I can't wait to come back. Wow. And then from there, I looked in his eyes and saw a tear. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, not a tear. I saw a tear and I wiped his eye and I'm like, are you crying? And he said a little bit. And my my husband, you've heard him talk. Like his voice just doesn't like change. It takes a lot for his voice to to get loud or you know whatever. I said, oh my god. Well, that really did something to me. So by the time I got on the plane, got to my seat, somebody had taken my seat. So I ended up having to sit at the very back of the plane, and I sat next to this lady who had the cutest little dog. And oh my goodness, he jumped all in my lap and. He was just chilled, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, can I have him? And so next thing I know, we were getting ready to take off, going up the runway, and the dog, he just looked like, oh, my goodness, can I just hug you kind of thing, and at least that's what I interpreted anyway. Oh. But you know how the doggies can, they can sense your emotions, and so I was like, oh, my God. 
Oh, how the, cute. The lady was like, are you okay? And I said, I miss my boyfriend. Oh my gosh, I miss my boyfriend. And I just couldn't wait to see him again. And literally between visits, we phone dated. Like, so we were on the phone every day. And if we weren't on the phone, we were texting. And typically we were texting because he was at work. As for me, right. I I was off on um, sick leave. So I was able to have more flexibility than he was as far as having time available. So that's why I was able to come and see him like I, I was. And at a point, it was just like, okay, we got to close the gap now. We got to close the gap. When I left, Christmas came. And I said, man, I sure wished I could have came down there for Christmas. Well, it turned out he ended up getting sick. He had an abscess in his throat. And I was trying to get here, and I just thought, oh, my gosh. Like, man, I would love to be by his side right now. It just didn't work out that way because it was like last-minute tickets were like almost three grand. And Christmas was literally like right there, you know, so... I was like, well, my ticket is already bought for January, so I'll be okay. So I came back for my birthday, and I was like, okay, I rented a car, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see him. So when I got into town, he had my present. I was like, I wasn't expecting anything, you know, and he says, oh, no, I I couldn't let this go without giving you this gift. So I was like, okay, well, when I opened the box, it was a key. And I was like, a key? And he says, yes. He said, this is our home now. I just looked. I said, what? (laughs) Wow. I said, oh, okay. I knew then for sure we were getting married because no one has ever done the things for me that he has. No one has ever said to me the things that he has ever said and stood behind them, backed them up. And when I say the integrity was there from day one, he still lives in that same integrity. And it's just like, man, I was like, wow. And I, I felt like I was the luckiest girl in the world. But then I said, well, you know, Lord, I really don't believe in luck like that, but I feel like I am like so super blessed. Like I am walking into my abundance right now. Yes. And so after, you know, that, you know, the visits back and forth became a little bit more frequent and it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be without him at all. And so I moved back to Georgia and I've been here ever since and that we got married at the end of that year, 2011. And when I say I've never regretted one moment, when I say even though he was younger and I profiled him in a whole different light, I was like, when I told him what I initially thought, he just laughed. He's so cool about everything. Like, he doesn't get worked up a lot, so... He just kind of gave me a little laugh, like, yeah, okay, you know, but, and he knew I didn't know because he didn't he was like, have yeah, a, that's what you thought. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, oh, okay, you know. But when I say this brother showed out in my life and he has loved me past my pain, even during times when he can't understand or 
when he, you know, he's trying to understand, he'll let me know, you know, I'm right here. I don't care what it is. We're going to get through it, you know, and it's just, it's really an amazing blessing, you know, to have someone like that. But now yeah. let me say this. It did not just happen. I guarantee you that I had to put in work on my end. A part of what I had to work through was generational curses, fear. I already told you I had to work through not reading the warning signs. Like I was that package that came with literally no instructions. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, like no instructions. There was nothing. And I didn't know about setting boundaries. And, you know, I had to learn all of this stuff. And, and I'm a, a full grown adult. And I had to right. learn it, you know, and these I'm were things, still learning that. right. And there's, these things were things that my mother did not teach me because she didn't know. There's still the struggle there today. I had to really put these elements in place in my life. When I met him, his boundaries were so tough. I was like, wow. It even got to a point like one of my favorite shows, you know, for those who doesn't who don't know is um, one of my favorite shows is Good Times, a show from the 70s. Now, I will say my husband does not think that Esther Roll is one of the more attractive women. And so I always joke with not him. Not alone. <laughs> <laughs> he is not alone in that. I always joke with him and say, so if I look like if I look like um, Florida Evans. He said, uh-uh. He just cut me off. He'll say, uh-uh. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> said, not at all. Not at all. He, he just stopped me right in my tracks and he'll say, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, and it's so funny because everything that I have, he finds something on me or about me or something that I do, he will find a compliment in it. And... Aww. It's like, man, you know, in times at my worst, this brother has found a way to, to, I don't know how he do it. That's all I can say. Cause that he loves you. Well, what he I'm, loves you wholeheartedly. He does. And I'm saying there's times where I felt so unlovable, but he still found the love. There's mm -hmm. times where I felt unworthy, but he found me as worthy. Yeah. That's and unconditional. It yeah, my, that's, yeah, it blew my mind. Next. It totally blew my mind. I I still to this day when I look back and remembering the dreams and how I could see us at the altar but couldn't see his face and little did I know why at the time I couldn't see his face. You know, God does everything for a reason and a lot of times there's some humor behind it. And I did not realize what was going on. I kept telling myself, maybe you'll see him one day. Maybe you'll see him one day. And I honestly thought I was going to marry this other guy. But boy, when I tell you, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when I say, because what, what the old folks used to say, God, look out for babies and fools. I would have been a straight fool if I had to marry that dude. Oh, my God. Baby, Jesus, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but let me tell you. So I remember my friend uh, prophesying and telling me, she said, well, you can't see him because he's not ready yet. 
And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And so, you know, over time, I kind of forgot. But looking back, I'm like, wow, he wasn't ready because look how, you know, look at our age difference, you know. He wasn't ready because he wasn't an adult yet. And then he was not to the point where he was ready for marriage and, you know, that kind of stuff. But he tells me to this day, he feels like if we would have gotten together while he was fresh out of high school, he says we would have still been together. And I'm like, I'm sure he'd like to think that. <laughs> I'm like, his 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 mother even said she said, yeah, y'all probably would have still been together. I was like, I couldn't have did it. I couldn't have seen that coming for me. Like, right. Him being fresh out of high school and me being in my late thirties, and I'm like, mm. I told him I said I just wouldn't have felt like I felt. I would have felt like it was a joke. I really would have felt like it was a joke. I would have really felt then like I'm robbing the cradle and, you know. So we met at a time where we were both mature enough to handle our age differences. And, you know, when I look at it now, I I never look at his age because of the wisdom that he has. And his level of intelligence is, like, amazing. And it's just like, I I feel so honored to be his wife, you know. Oh, and that's so beautiful. I do. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That Lord. is so beautiful. And I just I I can honestly say I thank God for him. Every moment with him is just it's amazing, you know. And you hear some people, well I've heard some people say I'm not in love every day and, and I I don't know how that feels. I, I I can say with my first marriage, I could say I I probably wasn't in love every day. I probably couldn't understand why I even did what I did with him. But in this marriage, I can honestly say I'm in love every day. And, and that's a blessing. And that's what he says as well. He says he's in love every day. I'm, I've never had to worry about, you know, another woman. I've never had to worry about, you know, where he is or whatever. He promised me that wherever he is, I'm always welcome to be there. And I'm I'm just like blown away even to this moment that he has left that door open. We don't look yeah. through each other's phones. We don't, you know, we can answer each other's phones with no problem, but we don't go through and, you know, the right. searching text messages and emails and stuff like that. It's like I learned early on in life when you go looking for stuff. Yeah, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. And it's and it's 99% of the time not going to be what you're looking for. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's, it's going to be worse than what you thought, basically. And so I've, I've learned just, just if it's something to it, let it come to you because that exactly. there. So I just, I don't, I've never, I've never felt like I needed to do that. In fact, I've even told him, you know, if it ever got to a point where I felt I needed to babysit you or I feel like maybe you even need to babysit me, then we don't have a marriage. We don't have trust. Right. And I don't want that type of relationship. I just want to know that I can go to bed at night and know everything's copacetic between between us. And he felt the same way. So with that being said, that brings us to the end of this episode of Girl Power. Girl Power. <laughs> I want to say, in the wake of the overturning of the 
Roe versus Wade, standing, standing your power and stand on your convictions. Yes. You guys have to be careful out there. You really have to be careful out there now. Yes. Because now you can't just go and, you know, fix it or try to fix it. Right. Because now that's going to come at a very high cost. Yes. So just be very careful with who you give yourself to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody is not worthy. Absolutely. That's that's a, that's a good word. That is a very good word. Yes. Everyone is not worthy. Wow. So on that note, women, please stand in your power. Pursue your passion and define your purpose. And as always, keep it pretty in pink. And blingy. Yes. Bling, bling. <laughs> bling, bling. What does the song say every time I come around your city? Bling, bling. till next time y'all i am kesey monique and my co-host christian join us next sunday at 9 a.m eastern standard time have a good one y'all have a blessed one